Earlier this fall, we had a never-ending cootie parade enter our house. First, my five-year-old had pink eye. I never realized how annoying and contagious that one is. Then we all took turns with a stomach bug. Yes, that was super fun too. Then it was a persistent cough, and my five-year-old had a runny nose for weeks, and the cooties just kept coming. As you can imagine, this threw all my planning and scheduling out the window. Maybe you haven't had the never-ending cootie parade come through your house, but I'm sure you've had times like this before, where it seems like your time is swept away with the day-to-day stuff, whether that's meetings, client requests, emails, chores, and those big projects, the ones that you're actually excited to tackle and know will move the needle towards your career goals, that stuff keeps getting put off till tomorrow. How did I avoid hitting the panic button when I unexpectedly had to care for sick family members for weeks? In this episode, I'll share three simple steps to pivot when life throws you a curveball so you can stay on track with your career goals without going into panic mode when something unexpected pops in your schedule. Okay, let's dive in. I'm Dr. Nicole Byers, clinical psychologist and neuroscience nerd, and you're listening to The Bold Life Podcast the podcast for ambitious overachievers and recovering perfectionists who feel stretched thin and overwhelmed trying to do it all. As a recovering perfectionist with big career goals, I know how frustrating it can feel to never have enough time in your day or to endlessly procrastinate because you lack the confidence to take action. I spent years understanding how our brains work and the mental habits that get in our way. Each week, I'll share actionable strategies and guest interviews to help you get relief from your to-do list, build your confidence, and reach your goals. If you want to learn how to thrive both at home and at work, you're in the right place. I kind of thought my family had magically developed some super immunity throughout the pandemic. My husband and I kept saying last summer how we couldn't believe the last time that our five-year-old was sick was so long ago, which if you have kids, you know that's a miracle in itself. They basically have sniffly noses from the time they start daycare until they get through middle school. But it had been a really long time since anyone in our house got really sick. No, we didn't have magic immunity, but after a couple years of social distancing and obsessive hand washing, we hadn't really been exposed to much. And I shouldn't have been surprised when the universe decided to bring the never-ending cootie parade back this fall. The shortage of children's pain and other medications this summer was the first clue we were in for a rough fall. Allison started kindergarten at the same place she did preschool with the same kids she's been spending time with for the past two years, so I thought they'd all gotten used to each other's germs. Then we had a weekend this fall where we attended birthday parties on Saturday and Sunday. And after Sunday's birthday party, my husband came home. I had delegated that party to him. No reason I had to go to both parties after all. And he mentioned that the birthday girl had vomited that morning before her party. I, of course, sent Allison to wash her hands immediately. But after four or five days, she seemed fine. She hadn't been sick yet. And I thought we were in the clear. My parents stopped by that weekend for a quick visit, and I got home Friday afternoon from work. Allison was excited to see Grandma and Grandpa, but she was complaining that her chest hurt. Really, she was pointing to her upper stomach, not her chest. Then all of a sudden, she's sprinting to the washroom, doesn't quite make it, and vomits all over the kitchen floor and all over me in my very white sweater I still had on from work. Oh, I forgot to mention that about a week before this party, Allison had finally recovered from a long bout of pink eye. She was on antibiotics for 10 days before that one cleared up. 
So we'd already had a week where she was home from school and I was trying to juggle a sick kid and run my business. So she's sick again. Thankfully, grandma and grandpa are there and more than willing to help out with cuddles, but this stomach bug persisted and three days later, I thought Allison was better, only to be running from my office to her bedroom holding a bucket to catch more vomit. You probably won't be surprised that a few days later, I got sick too and was hugging the toilet for a couple days. And after that, the cootie parade just kept crashing through our house. We all got a cold with congestion and a persistent cough, and then my husband got an ear infection, and it went on and on and on. As you can imagine, my carefully crafted schedule and plans for that month were turned upside down. Every day, it seemed I was having to rearrange something in my schedule, either because I was too sick to go out, or my family was sick and I was the only one trying to keep the ship sailing at our house. Maybe you've been lucky to avoid the cootie parade this year, but we've all had times like this, right? where you were totally in the groove. You were getting so much accomplished. You felt so productive and you were totally on track to reach your goals for the year. And then life throws something unexpected at you. Maybe you got sick or your kids like in my house or your car broke down or a pipe burst in your kid's school and it was closed for a week or someone messed up at work and a project got missed and all of a sudden you're having to drop everything to get that project done. One of the skills that's been key for me being able to thrive in my career grow my business, and still be able to hold my kid's hair back when she hugs the toilet is I've developed a system that allows me to be crystal clear on my priorities every day so that when the unexpected happens, because it always does, I don't feel like my time is out of my control. And after a momentary panic about how I'm ever going to get it done, I'm able to get my brain refocused and on track. Here are the three keys I use every time something urgent or unexpected comes up so I can prioritize what really matters and keep getting stuff done, even when there's not enough time in the day to make it all happen. Key number one, decide what's truly urgent. Spoiler, your brain tries to convince you it's all urgent, but that's not true. Is the due date today or even tomorrow? You have a big presentation this afternoon at work and you still need to finish the slides? Yes, that seems urgent to me. It gets to be priority. Your kid tells you last minute they need cookies for class tomorrow. Yeah, I'd say that's fair to bump to the top of the priority list. When Allison was sick, that was my number one priority that day. It was urgent to help her feel better and to be there for her. Knowing that's the most important task on my list makes it easier to put the rest into context. Okay, so taking care of Allison is priority one. Then what? For me, this fall, it was getting my group coaching program, Time Warrior Academy, ready to welcome new students in January. So anything on my to-do list that wasn't directly related to that goal was no longer urgent or priority. Not everything on that list is going to be urgent. And if it is, you might have a problem saying no, taking on way too much so you're behind all the time. If that's the case, check out episode 107 of the Bold Life podcast for some tips. P.S. Priorities change. What's urgent one day isn't necessarily urgent the next. Allison being sick was priority one for me. My coaching program was priority two most days, but not on my clinic days when I have patients booked. Those become the next highest priority that day. And that's going to be the case for you too. What's key is being able to look at your list and see what's most priority or urgent right now. Then the rest gets moved. More on that in a second. Look at that to-do list and ask yourself, is anything really urgent? And what's the most urgent? That stays and the rest can go. 
at least for now, while you deal with that unexpected sick kid or that broken car. Key number two to avoiding panic mode when something urgent pops into your schedule. Decide what you can delegate off that to-do list. You got to learn to be a bit ruthless here with your to-do list. When life happens, it's not possible to do it all. For most of us high achievers, we put way too many things on the to-do list anyway. And when something urgent or unexpected gets thrown on our plate, it can be that much harder to make time for everything. When you're adding something to your to-do list, whether it's caring for your sick family or yourself or an unexpected work project, you have to take something else off the list. Squeezing it in isn't going to work. Coping with the unexpected already drains a ton of mental resources for your brain. We don't need to add more. So key two is deciding what you can delegate. Take a look at what's on your plate. Is there something you can get help with? Chances are, there is. We're just not that good at asking for help as high achievers. Start small. Automate your grocery delivery or get your spouse to go to one birthday party this weekend instead of you. Or find something you do often that you can train someone else on your team to take over with. Delegating is key when urgent or unexpected responsibilities land on your lap. And finally, key number three is to decide what you can cut completely. I think this key has helped me the most, but it has been hard. It's hard to decide what can be cut from that massive to-do list. Because as overachievers and recovering perfectionists, it feels like we're failing when we admit we can't do it all, like we're not good enough. And that is uncomfortable for our brains. But the reality is we all have the same 24 hours in the day. If something's being added to your to-do list, something else has to come off. Getting comfortable cutting things from your to-do list is key to thriving in your career and having the time and energy for those important relationships, including those days when you need to be home to cuddle with a sick family member or pet for babies need our love too. I've shared before on the show that I color code my schedule partly to help me prioritize my time and energy, but also so I can prioritize my tasks. The colors I use denote what's most important to what's least important in my day. And you guessed it, when something needs to get cut, it's those least important tasks. This takes practice. To get comfortable saying to your brain that not everything on that list is equal priority. And some things can get cut completely to free up the time and energy you need for what really matters. Here's my challenge to you this week. Start practicing getting clear on your daily priorities. Look at that to-do list and find one thing you can cut. One thing that if you're being honest with yourself, it's only there because you feel like you should do it. Or something that would be fun or nice to do, but isn't a must or a necessity. The more you practice, the easier this will get for your brain. So when you really have to make those tough choices, when life surprises you and you lose half your week to something or another, You've trained your brain to respond with confidence and clarity. Thanks for listening. I'm Dr. Nicole Byers, and this is the Bolt Life Podcast. 